and welcome to episode 5 of Axe in the Future. I am your host, Axel. Today's episode is incredibly special to me. It's one of my favourite filmmakers since I was about 8 or 9. He's a massive inspiration to lots of people around the world. Welcome, JR. What's up, what's up? Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy that I could jump on this podcast to hopefully answer some interesting questions and just chat. So, yeah, thanks again for having me, dude. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Awesome. Awesome. Let's start off. Can you tell us a bit about yourself for the people that might not know too much about you? Yeah. So um, my name is JR Ali. I'm a filmmaker based in Toronto, Canada, um, which is essentially like the hub for uh, a lot of film here. But um, yeah, I grew up here outside the suburbs. Um, I, I kind of still live in the suburbs here and I stay at home because it's just close to the airport and stuff. But um, for for me, like i uh, filmmaking has kind of just been the entire thing that's always been there in my life. So um, for me, when I first started f- filmmaking, it, it dates back to like when I was eight. Uh, essentially, like I grew up watching YouTube videos. And so uh, by watching people, I was like, hey, I kind of want to make my own videos. And so uh, I, I did that starting around eight or nine years old. And I had like I've been through so many phases. Like I've I've done gaming, I've done like action movies, which is kind of where I learned editing. And then I fell on travel uh, during high school because during the time I started to do filmmaking a, a lot more because I was just like bored, and I was playing like video games every day. Like it was getting to a point where like in grade twelve, which is our last year, I um I didn't really know what I wanted to do like with life, and I thought that I wanted to be a lawyer, and then I realized that it wasn't for me um and the only thing that was constant throughout my life whether I did it a little bit or a lot was filmmaking so I applied to some universities here I got into one um I stayed a semester only because uh it just wasn't for me the people in the program watched a lot of videos and movies but they never really made things outside of of class and so I didn't connect well because I was I just I learned everything from YouTube honestly and I know a lot of people do that now and um yeah, for me, YouTube was like that place where I could go to and just like learn anything. And so when I picked up After Effects, like if I wanted to learn how to do a lightsaber effect or an explosion, I would go out and search and find the tutorial, usually like Andrew Kramer. I don't know if anyone knows them, but shout out to Andrew Kramer and Final Cut King uh, and Corridor Digital. But yeah, I would just learn an effect. And then by learning it, I would learn the software. And so I just got better with uh, film. Uh, editing and I found like a purpose in travel because I was just not doing anything productive in life. So yeah. what were your dreams as a kid? What did um, you want to be when you grew up? That's a good question. Um I'm trying to think. I'm trying to date back what I don't know. I know in high school for sure it was law. I think in the beginning I wanted I was very heavily focused in sports. Like um that was the only thing going on in my life during like middle school, high school, um, it was sports and video games. So for me, I always thought I could potentially get into playing football or soccer. Um, But that dream kind of died during high school. Um, But that was genuinely genuinely all I did in in life. I was just um, playing either sports or video games and just going to school. But um, yeah, maybe something in that. I, I knew either that or like some sort of art. But I never like I genuinely never thought of video at any point growing up as like, oh, I, I'd love to do that for the for like the rest of my life or something, even though I think that is what it is now. Yeah. 
That's that's interesting. I've I've actually found so I've interviewed mm-hmm. about three or four photographers now, and and yeah. they've all been like they they didn't see themselves doing photography. They wanted to do a form of art, but they yeah. only really decided photography quite late. I've noticed that's quite a bit of a pattern. That's interesting. Yeah. So for you, do you want to? Are you trying to pursue? Because um, we don't know each other that well, but like, yeah, I would, I would love to know like where where your head's at. Do you want to go to school? Um, full time for filmmaking or but I've so I I know a lot of guys in the photography industry that have you know been to film mm-hmm. school dropped out of, and photography like stuff yeah. like that but I I kind of hope to one day potentially do like a work similar to you and Jordan I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to go down the filmmaking path um I've done a bit I used to do YouTube a bit and stuff but yeah. it's photography that really interests me so my goal is to one day be able to travel the world and create maybe even films and take photos. Yeah. That's like, that's a good, good dream to have. I feel like, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even realize how, I don't know. I I don't take it for granted any day. And like, I'm, I'm very happy with being able to kind of just create things with brands in mind, but them giving me that freedom to kind of just create it the way I want and go out and travel. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. And um, so, what do you do? You love what you do now, like, or do you have any like, I wish I did this? Or are you just loving what position you're in? I I think um I think I like go in and out of uh, reflecting. I I think for me, I'm super grateful for like the opportunity and where I'm at. But um, I don't regret any decisions I made either on like the kind of path I'm going down. Um, I think. The only thing that kind of has scared me lately is just like trying to or like falling into the trap of, um, you know, uh, putting up box boxes and what you can create and how you create it. Um, because I feel like I just do that within my head. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I don't know if someone's going to like this instead of just being like, hey, let me push the envelope and try something new, even though people know me for a certain style, for example. Um, so. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm happy with where I'm at right now because a, a lot of the people who follow me, I'm, I mean, they're, they're creators themselves, but they're also so supportive. They like, I feel like they like when I'm pushing the envelope and doing new things. So um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very happy with, with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I like mm-hmm. how, because I think that's another pattern, talking about patterns of yeah. others that they, like, because like I said, they all grew up, like they weren't, super interesting like they they always liked photography and videography but they never really wanted to be it and then now they're just like I'm so happy I chose to go down this path exactly and because I feel like it's with art it's one of those things too that um it can't be forced at times and I'm I'm happy and even like I remember Peter McKinnon for example I remember talk I remember him chatting at one one point I don't know in what video he was saying that like he didn't really like do it for money for a long time the longest time in the beginning it was always just like putting things out for fun and the same with like um Casey Neistat um who's like a huge inspiration to me like he was the reason I think I like uh really pushed myself um especially when I was trying to just make make uh, enough money and to like move out and pay bills and and make it full time so yeah Oh, that's awesome. I I love Casey Neistat as yeah. well. He hasn't been posting too much recently, which is sad. Yeah, I I think like it's 
when I look at him and like Peter and stuff, it's it's crazy because they have to balance so many like responsibilities. Um, and I, I think that's what I've realized too, is like, even though I have some responsibilities for the most part, when you're young, I, I feel like you can relate to this too. It's like, you're kind of just, you know, taking care of either yourself and your family and a few close people. But, you know, as you get older, you meet new people and your connections branch out. And so there's a lot more responsibility and, you know, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I love about your films is your like vulnerability and, and yeah. you're just really great. I, I, I don't really know you, but it feels like you're really good at being yourself. Did that mm-hmm. kind of just come natural to you or did you try, did it take a bit of like a learning to be yourself? Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely, I think it's a f- always a learning process. Um, and the, I think I've also, I've, I've, I've grown a, to love the sentiment of just like, everyone else is being themselves, you know, everyone else is taken. So you might as well just be yourself type thing. And even though that's like super corny or whatever, like I believe in that fully um, because just it's, it's a lot of work to, to put up uh, something that you're not, you know what I mean? And um, it doesn't mean that, you know, even if your life isn't crazy um, there's still a lot of beautiful things that you can highlight. And even the simplest things in your life um, shared in the right way will touch and connect with many, many people. And I, I realized that that was like the missing thing that wasn't working with all the YouTube channels I've created in the past, you know, because making videos when you're eight to how I'm old, like 21 now, it's like, I'm such a different person. But like, um, I think it took me those steps of just like trying different things to find what I love to do and like how I love to do it. And um, the missing thing was always I wasn't being vulnerable, vulnerable and real enough with like myself and with, um, you know, people in general. And it's such a scary thing, you know, like being vulnerable and sharing things about yourself or, or, you know, in that way, it's like, it, you know, you're kind of putting yourself out there. But uh, the, the thing you always have to just remember is just focus on all the people who do connect with it. Because if, you know, at least one person is touched by what you make in some way, then it was worth making in the end, I feel like. Um, how do you feel about that do you do you I don't know like what what's the when you do photography is it hard to kind of put your vulnerabilities in there or um I don't really know because because I'm 12 years old I'm kind of still discovering like kind of what my style is and kind of who I am in the photography industry like I've Mm -hmm. I guess I did kind of pick up dad start doing photography on my dad's camera when I was like six or seven but like I'm only kind of just now kind of discovering like what my true style is so um I still don't really reckon I've discovered it and I think it will come soon but at the moment Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to figure out what my right what my kind of style is gonna be I feel that I I think too I I don't look back a lot on some of my older videos but you know there's always that like one or two nights where you'll go back and watch stuff but when I go back and watch like my videos I made when I the first year I started on this YouTube channel to now I'm like, there's so much variety there. And I'm, I'm happy though, too, that I've realized that I think style is such an ever-changing thing. Um, there's obviously like things that people know you for over time, I've realized, but um, I've also tried to like keep that sentiment that as long as you have that base foundation of a style, I feel like you can just grow on it. You know what I mean? It's always like the things that you like. So um, yeah, I think it definitely will come with time, dude. Like you have so much time just keep yeah. doing all the things that you like and trying new things yeah 
Yeah, I get told that a lot that I've a lot of time on my hands and I kind of mm-hmm. I like to think that that way because yeah. since I'm just 12 like I'm I'm not going to be like where you are now until what is it like a like yeah. 9 years or whatever like that's crazy. But that's so yeah, hope- that's like a lot of th- you yeah. could even start something new in 9 years from now and and you know get really good at it. So Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so, like, I'm amazed by the, the travel you've done and I love the way you, like, captured Lofelton and Iceland and many yeah. other amazing places. What is it about travel that you love? Ooh. Um, regardless of, like, the – of having a camera with you or, and traveling, because that definitely changes trips. At the core of it, like, when I first started traveling, what I, I realized was – the most beautiful thing is that I think like they're connected, you know, being yourself is, is a very tough thing. I think you need to like put yourself in environments that make you uncomfortable. And then like your real, your real self is just forced to come out. You know what I mean? And I've like, realized that like, that's why you also connect very well with people super fast when you travel with them. So for me, like some of my closest friends now, shout out like Lishan, um, I went to Hawaii to visit him and like we clicked so fast and it was, you know, not just because we got along, but I think we were just both in like an environment of just going out and traveling and exploring things. Um, But I've realized that I think I love traveling because it allows me to be myself and be vulnerable because other people have to as well. And it's like this beautiful thing. So um, for me, it's that. And also uh, getting to like experience new cultures is like a huge thing. Um, that's helped me like gain new perspective on things. Um, and it's made me like way more grateful for all the opportunities I have in my life um, and like where I live and and stuff like that. So, yeah. So we were just like, just like you said that, you know, mm-hmm. you like connecting with your friends. Like, yeah. so usually when I watch your films, you've always got when you're traveling, you know, a companion or a great crew of friends or yeah. people you work with. How do you connect with them? Ooh, that's the internet, honestly. It's like, it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, your parents always tell you, be careful who you talk to online. Um, I believe that for sure. You get, you definitely got to like suss it out. Like if you, if someone's weird, you know, they're weird. But I, I always have, I feel like I have a good reading on people sometimes. And like, I, I, I do try and put trust in people. So whenever I meet someone online who's like, you know, DM me and, you know, even like this, the podcast, I was just like, dude, um, I'd, I'd love to jump on even if it's on a whim. But um, yeah, I, I just like DM people and try and meet up because I, I, I grew up in the suburbs here. So a lot of the kids, they end up like just going to university um, in like downtown and then they'll study, you know, a myriad of things. But I never really like clicked well with people on the creative sense, you know, so so finding your tribe is like a big thing, I feel like, you know, finding people who um, really understand where you're coming from creatively and also like are just fun to be around. It's that's the the main goal for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I like that. And what what about you? So uh, have you met like anyone new from just like doing these podcasts and stuff or? So through the podcast, I've met a lot of people from yeah. just emailing out, but I've never really connected with people in like the the mm-hmm. photography world yet because I'm yeah. so young and everyone, like I've had like moments where I'm like to a 16-year-old who lives in 
my hometown Melbourne, like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to go out and shoot? And then they're like, oh, yeah, your photos are sick. And then they ask how old I am. Mm-hmm. And I say 12 and they leave me on red and stuff. Like, so, because yeah. a lot of people, I I don't, I, I'd say to, like myself that I'm quite mature because mm-hmm. my best friends are three, four years older than me. Right. But like when you first meet, it's tough to, to get people to go out and shoot with because they're like, I don't really want to go hang with a 12-year-old all day, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like so that's a bit tough. I feel like in general it's just hard to meet up with people like it's it's definitely a scary thing but um I usually get a good reading on like once I yeah first impression if I meet someone I'm like okay I know I know I can vibe with this person like we're gonna we're gonna be able to to chill and stuff but the that's the thing about like I think I, I love the risk involved in just like meeting someone new in a country for the first time um, and the craziest, like the the most like amazing thing that's changed this is like before, like when I started traveling, it was so hard to like uh, understand where certain spots were, like where is that that isn't really documented. But now with like everyone I've met who who might follow or who is another creator, they always reach out. And so when I get to a place, it's so cool to meet new people who can like show you around. And then, you know, whenever they come to Toronto, I can show them around. Uh, I always try and like build connections like that because it's 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 awesome that way. Oh yeah, I like that. I I really like that approach. Um, mm-hmm. so often in your videos, you tell people to to focus on the content and not be too worried about the gear. So yeah. if you could have just one simple setup for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, so like one lens and a body, or like how many? Oh, you, like two lenses, a body. Let's say. Ideal. So like. It, money's not an object like i can just get anything yeah okay yeah we'll say it like okay, that okay. Uh, i think honestly man will i stick with sony again gang i don't think i would i would genuinely pick up a panasonic black magic and like rig it out and get one lens it might even be like a fixed lens my my go-to has always been 24 i don't know why but um i would go with a 35 because the 35 I feel like is like the perfect focal length to it has like this great look to it and it's not too uh it's not like too zoomed in like a 50 um so I think I'd go with that yeah what about you I've never heard someone say Panasonic to to change to if they could have one setup I think so with like a really great lens because man I've everyone I've worked with like Panasonic, I feel like is the best all round. I I wouldn't say like the the best, but it's like a really good camera, and the colors are great on it, and the the bit rate on the the footage. One DX is I I've used the One DX and it's like eh, it's it's pretty good, it's fun, it's also very bulky and expensive, and um the files are very hard to work with. But I think we're gonna be seeing some like crazy stuff from cameras in the you know once this is all over in like a couple months when everything yeah. starts to push back out. Yeah, yeah, my setup, like you kind of just asked a fair bit back. And mm-hmm. I'd probably, so I've been a Canon guy. My family's been like a Canon family our whole life. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Sony kind of reached out with this camera brand, Ted's Cameras, and they wanted to make like this group for like, like it's called Ted's Young Guns where it's like young creators. So they okay. hooked me up with a Sony and now I'm kind of, now I'm a Sony guy. So my setup, mm-hmm. if I could have two lenses, it'd have to be, Probably a seventy to two hundred because I I don't have the money right now to get fixed lenses. So I mean, yeah. um, 
prime lenses, so I'm using like you know, like seventy two hundreds, and then I'd probably have to get like a like you said like a twenty four. Yeah, that's a good setup, man. Seventy two hundred is such a good. I've been really loving detail shots lately. Like, I haven't I have an eighty five for my Sony, um, and I use it. I try and use it a lot. It's great for portraits, um, but those shots just give you such good detail. Like, it's yeah. like. I feel like a lot of people love to shoot very wide and it's it's great, but um, you definitely need those detail shots. I love being on 200 with like a nice, you know, the bokeh or a sunset yeah. in the background and then just zooming in on like someone's like body or something. It's just the most beautiful thing. Yeah. I love it so much. And yeah. then they're the posts that do the best on my account as well. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like wide is, unless the landscape's crazy and you got like, the best sunset in the world then wide for sure like you'll, you'll get you'll get a good shot but it's very you really have to think about your composition when you shoot more close up yeah so, yeah yeah for sure so I often watch your films like multiple times I reckon I've watched every video probably five times on your account like heaps yeah. so yesterday I watched your film on the orangutans in Indonesia and it adds such <laughs> a powerful message does yeah. it feel good to know that your films can make like a big difference in the world hundred percent like and regard I, I know I know it'll slowly reach people that video so I'm I'm just happy it's finally out and um that's really the goal like that's that's what I realized when um at the beginning it was really about like the first couple years of this YouTube channel I really tried to push like okay what what are people gonna want to see you know what's gonna catch people's attention to get views but now having the opportunity to like I don't know take on bigger bigger things this that trip I think changed my the course of my life last year because um, they came to me with the idea and I didn't know much about the 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 issue which is the palm oil industry um, and so it, that's the cool thing too is that the film was literally like me going in with zero knowledge and then coming out with like wow okay like these products that we have in North America and all over the world is found here and is being uh, is it in this a practice that's very destructive but for me um yeah I I was asked like what like what do you care about like what do you which films do you really want to tell um and conservation for me was like a huge one because uh without like nature without traveling in the world like I literally wouldn't have anything so I realized that like you know it's it's a, such a huge issue and I feel like especially lately things have have just been yeah it's been pushing in that way and so when they came to me, I was like, oh, for sure, I'm down. Um, and yeah, I, I think those types of uh, videos are, are the ones that really um, I want to continue to push and try and do more videos of because uh, they're like food for my soul as well. Like I think I think it's um, there's so many issues out there that we, we can bring to light and storytelling is the, the greatest way to do it. For yeah, sure. I totally agree. I love like, because yeah. especially in that video, you had it like, I, I obviously know a lot about palm, like the the not good things about it. And like in school, we've learned a bit about, you know, like tradies or palm, palm oil products. But I, until I watched that video, I didn't know like how, mm -hmm. how really serious it is, you know, having to relocate orangutans because of it. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And we, so we didn't get to, the, the good thing is that there was no fires when we were there, but there was some after, um, but the rescue itself was was insane. Like it was probably the craziest. It's the closest thing to like a Nat Geo. I would I think I'd ever get I would ever get to or maybe potentially one day I will. But um, 
it was it was intense we like ran through the basically the jungle there was no like route so i just had to keep following someone because if i stopped i would probably be lost in the jungle so i was like following behind some of the guys and we just really wanted to document it because um you know we know it would have it definitely will help kind of share the story but um yeah and orangutans are some of the most beautiful creatures i've ever seen like the i don't know the way they like look at you and stuff you can definitely it definitely just I don't know. It's a it's a weird connection. So um, it was great to document that and um, hopefully share more of the story. But yeah, it's it's a magical place there. There's the rainforests are so beautiful. Like I, I think I fa- like you know like ambience. Like I find I find online all these like sound effects on like you know freesound.org and stuff. But um, literally, the jungle is like it's the craziest sound I've ever heard. Just the the way everything um yeah moves and and stuff like that i don't know yeah for sure i love i love how powerful your storytelling is and i've heard you described and i agree as a storytelling genius like one report i read about you said jr is a storytelling genius his bright-eyed visuals are so dazzling and mesmerizing you can't help but feel it like a beating in your chest how do you learn to tell such kind of powerful stories in your films um i think that's a very tough question dude um i I think like my approach is always uh number one as long as i'm like the story is true to me and the way i'm telling it it'll always come across as genuine in the end so that's like that always has to be number one and then i try and really focus on like what did things sound like when i was there you know trying to match that um, with ambience and then adding thrill um, to moments in the in the videos that like really I want like people to pay attention to. So um, sound is such a huge one, and uh, the visuals really for me is just like it's one of those. It is one of those elements where it's just like I want my visuals to really just like feel like a glue, I guess, where you just keep watching and it's flowing, um, and that way it leaves it kind of leaves room for like sound design. So. I don't know. My approach is always a little bit different, but it it's a really just trying to you know tackle all the elements. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that for sure. So Sweet. it kind of I'm from what I've heard so far. It looks like you're following a passion, and this podcast is really about inspiring you know kids and teenagers to find their passion and follow it. So yeah, what's your advice to my listeners about how to like find their passion and follow it? For sure. I think um, like we touched on, like understanding that you have a lot more time than you might realize is super important and not um, being like very not protective over your work in terms of like when you're trying new things, like whether it's, you know, you want to maybe get into music, maybe photography. It's like I think you really need to have a willingness to put in hours behind the scenes, you know, like everyone says 10,000 hours into something. It's, I think it's genuinely true. I think a lot of the times there's so many things we've always, we always want to get into and then we get into it maybe for a week or two and we stop. But if you can really give yourself maybe two months with something like working at it, even if it's an hour a day, I would genuinely say like, do that. And at the end of the two months, if you still enjoy doing that thing, then you might be on the right track. And that's what I've done with everything. Like it's, I think we need you need to give yourself some time and then once you do that it's really it's really just about like again being vulnerable and sharing it in a way that's really you don't try and be anyone you're not because 
um, it never, I don't think it ever works out and you just won't be making things that you're happy to make, you know what I mean? And that's all that should really matter. So yeah, I think those few things are always my biggest takeaways. Oh yeah, I like that. Wait, when's your next video coming out? Like other than yeah. the orangutan one? So um, yeah, so we dropped the orangutan one, which is uh, some insight into that is we actually um, filmed that like over a year ago. And so when I came back, I edited it maybe six months ago and it was essentially ready to be posted and we wanted to post it, but um, some things came up and then it kept getting pushed back. And so we were like, let's just release it now. You know, everyone's home. They probably would, would love to hopefully learn some new things. Um, but once we posted that, I, um, I've i been like working on some other things. I've started traveling earlier the year. And because of everything that's kind of happened, I've decided to um, essentially, uh, my story kind of has changed with some of the videos I wanted to do. Um, and essentially just being at home now, it's when I look back at the footage, it kind of just, it gives me like a nostalgic feeling. Um, it, I took a lot of things for granted, I feel like, at the beginning of this year, now looking back at it. Um, but it's made me kind of have a newfound like, love for those places that I did travel to, which was uh, Switzerland, um, Paris, and uh, San Francisco at the beginning of the year. So now awesome. I'm kind of like challenging myself to uh, put those stories together into one cohesive thing. Um, yep. But... Yeah, it's been a struggle. Like I've been back and forth with trying to just make something that's true to myself right now. Um, yeah. But I think I'm getting there. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm essentially just like working on the sound design and the color now, but I've been trying to pay attention to color specifically uh, a lot lately. Awesome. So like as a, a filmmaker, like on your YouTube bio, you, you wrote or have written, I just want to inspire people to go out into the world and see what it has to offer. So you've obviously yeah. inspired me. I'm trying not to fanboy, but like I said, I'm a massive fan. No but why man. do you yeah. want to inspire people? Like, why do you want to do that? I I don't know. Like, I think, um, well, I think, you know what it is? I, I know what it's like to feel uninspired and unmotivated and lost, you know? Like, so being in that position and still, like, you know, having moments and days where I feel like that, like, I realize that, the things that you that would lift me up through that was just you know seeing other people like push and pursue their dreams and being like hey like look i'm like this person and i'm like i'm a, i'm just a human being and i can do this so you can do this as well um that really inspired me to just be like i need to i want to make stuff that makes people feel that way too um because uh i feel like we all have potential to make great things and um be happy but um yeah, like I think we all need those things sometimes. And so that's why I really want my videos to be a catalyst of like positivity and um, sharing like very inspiring messages. So I think that's yeah, all of my approach, sure. yeah. For sure. Um, so, you know, we're all, I believe pretty much everyone around the world is in isolation. So yep. <laughs> how are you coping with that at the moment? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I don't know, man. I'm literally, it's, the world doesn't really make sense right now, but I think like, um, it's okay. Like I'm just taking it one day at a time. I have like days where I just don't feel like doing anything and I'm like so unmotivated, but, um, I've realized that like maybe right now that's okay. Um, so when I do have inspiration and I'm like, I'm pushing myself to do things, I try and keep pushing forward, but, 
Uh, I've also been trying to just like laugh more at things and not take life a little like too serious right now. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what other approach to take, but I'm just, I'm just chilling. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, I have a couple more questions and we're going to move into like a signature segment that I have at the end, which is like spin the wheel okay. questions. So, Dope. uh, so going back to kind of Loffleton, it looks like such a beautiful place, but quite yep. a tough place to live because of like the extreme weather like mm-hmm. how are the people like there have you you know engaged with any of the locals yeah. and how are they like yeah Lofoten's Lofoten's awesome so um a lot of Norwegians speak like English which is like really cool and um I, I wish I l- knew like more languages but um they were super nice like the it's a f- small fishing village so a, a lot of people just know each other and stuff but the the crazy thing about Lofoten Lofoten is like it's a phenomenon meaning like literally the only people who go there are like people who maybe potentially have family of people who live there but also um just like photographers there's so many workshops that go through there so a lot of the fishermen are just like used to seeing um you know tourists and stuff come through but they're very very nice and um we uh stayed in um Solsedin Brig, which is like a, it's like a really cool um, uh, cabin in uh, Lofoten. But yeah, uh, the Northern Lights there is insane as well. It's it's a it's a very nice place. Yeah, that's one of my dreams to go see the Northern Lights. So yeah. I'm I'm half Swedish, so oh sweet, I live in Sweden for half the year, but we're probably not going to make it there because of the the pandemic mm-hmm. that's going on now. But yeah, um. That was one of my goals. I'll either do this year or next year is to drive up to Lofoten and then see the Northern Lights because that's like one of the my bucket list items. For sure. Were you a Final Cut Pro or a Adobe um, Premiere Pro? Yeah, I started in – so I started first Movie Maker and then I moved to Sony Vegas and I, I used Sony Vegas Pro for like a long while. I don't know. Is it still a software? Is, I think do you so. Know? I, okay. I, I remember seeing a comparison a couple months ago because I used Final yeah. Cut and it was in between those three, but um, it doesn't yeah. feel too big anymore. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I genuinely used it because it was – I opened up After Effects for the first time and like a lot of people, I was just like overwhelmed. I was like, this is this looks like a spaceship like control module. I'm not doing this. Um, so I went to Sony Vegas and then – did it, I, I loved it, but I felt limitations in it. So I was just like, you know what? I need to just make the switch. And then I did one day and yeah, I never stopped using it. So it was Movie Maker, Sony Vegas, and then After Effects. And I use After Effects for everything now. Yeah, nice. I've, I've seen in your, in like, because your edits that you make, they're just so nice and smooth. And I can tell Appreciate that it's that. very, yeah. very, a lot of time spent in After Effects, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so, so I do essentially everything um, in After Effects from laying the footage and then doing effects to color and then sound. But um, now I'm thinking of like introducing there's a studio program called FL Studio, which people make music on. And I'm looking into potentially like using that to do sound design now because uh, I've been learning music this like last year or so. And so I've been learning how to mix and master things, which has helped me with sound design a lot. Um which is a, a good tip, like anyone who wants to uh, learn sound design and like understand the way things work and how they sound, 
I definitely recommend just playing around with like making music, even if it's just for fun. Um, it's a huge skill set to have, and I think everyone wants to do sound. Awesome. So we, oh yeah, one last thing I'm gonna ask before we go into the spin the wheel. So, yeah, can you describe what your last year has looked like? Like what travel you've done and what project? <laughs> if you're not allowed to say, say it's completely yeah. fun as well. So to be quite honest, so I had some plans. And then with with like everything happening, a lot of things have got either postponed or canceled. But I, I usually just take it like I personally take things three or four months at a time. So um, I have some like places in the works that I really want to go. I want to I do definitely want to go back to Asia and explore a little more. And I want to do like South America, maybe. Um, and I've also always wanted to solo backpack Um anywhere because i've never gone like on a trip where it was just me so i think i might do europe and all those things you know hopefully when everything's over i can get some things going but um yeah and the, the rest of the year i genuinely just want to i definitely want to put out more content um i also want to stop holding on to things as for as long as i do in terms of like being unsure if this is like fully there yet or not i i want to push out more content because um yeah, I have a lot of ideas and um, I think I'm in a great place now, like physically and mentally. So, um, yeah, I'm just like trying to just push forward. All right, awesome. So yeah. something I want to kind of make like to myself, like something that I do, it's called mm-hmm. Spin the Wheel. So I have a digital Spin the Wheel on my iPad and they're basically okay. going to be pretty quick fire questions. So, okay. yeah. So who is your favorite podcaster? Ooh, um, I think it'll have to be Joe Rogan. Like he's just legendary. His podcasts are so good. They, they're he touches on or his guests are always so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Second one. What is your biggest photography or filmmaking mistake that you have made? Ooh, overexposing. You once you overexpose, it's done. Like you can't save anything. Yeah, yeah I've I've had the feeling of that. It's you get like worst. something nice and then just boost yep. it by or sometimes shoot on auto by accident Oof, yeah been there for sure <laughs> who's your favorite youtuber oh damn okay past i'll say joji or filthy frank because he's jokes and I, probably so many people are thrown off by that but uh filthy frank is a legend and joji's amazing music um and present i think brandon lee always yeah awesome yeah i like him as well and Who's your favorite filmmaker? Other favorite than you? filmmaker. <laughs> Ooh. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, Leon, uh, what's his name? Uh, can, we, can we skip this question? <laughs> I can't yeah, think of one right now. <laughs> yeah, totally okay. So what's your secret talent? Ooh, secret talent? Hmm. I can do a lot of uh, soccer or football keep ups. Yeah, I think that's What's it. your record? Ooh, if if I'm not if I'm trying to just like go maybe like a hundred and something. I don't know. I can I could keep going. Yeah. Gee, that is that's insane. So when we'll finish the spin the wheel there because obviously I've yeah. heard that you need to go do some other stuff, which is totally fine. Just one last yeah. thing I want to ask. So, mm-hmm. is there anyone? that you know or like that you have contact with that you think would suit the podcast that you could introduce me to could be Ooh. if in the filmmaking world or any world 
I would say, so me, this we work like we work together on some stuff. So I I definitely say um, maybe Daniel Sheffer. I don't know if you know him. He like does. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's like he's one a legend. of my favorite. He yeah. had us on Final Cut as well. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's, he's like, a very I, genuine guy. Um, yeah, I watch like, every single one of his videos. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah, I, I love his stuff, and um, we chat a little bit. But he's yeah, his stuff is great. I I definitely get him on. He's he's super interesting. Um, he he just hit one milli, which is amazing. Congrats, yeah, boy. So yeah, so yeah. Awesome. So guys, that's gonna do it for episode nine of the podcast. Just want to say massive thank you jr for coming on and joining no worries no worries i'm happy to i'm happy i could answer some honestly you you asked some like really really good questions that was a good good podcast yeah thank you very much so if you guys enjoyed the podcast and you're listening on itunes i'd don't want to be pushy but i'd really appreciate if you leave an honest review because it will help me grow more and reach this podcast out to more if you want to follow jr on youtube it's jr alley and on instagram jr alley 23 uh, I hope you guys have an amazing morning, evening, night, or midday, whatever. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in episode 10. Thank you. We out.